Welcome to the Whistle Mission Outdoors Podcast. I am Jim. I'm Pat. And we are a podcast dedicated to the outdoors for the states of Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, Indiana. If your state borders Lake Michigan, this podcast is for you. We cover anything outdoors, especially hunting, fishing, mountain biking, conservation, any issues you got concerning the outdoors. And remember, if you can hear this podcast, that means you can be on it. Email us at whistlemissionpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome and enjoy the show. Well, welcome back for another week of awesome content, and it's just me here again by myself. I've been researching all these news articles, and I think I actually have a pretty informational uh, segment for you this week. And uh, tomorrow we're going to get into what happened this weekend and all that, so tune in. Tomorrow's my day. Uh, We're going to be talking like an environmental type thing. And here, just to start it off, I'll kick off with the news, starting with Illinois, and this is from 97x.com. And the headline is, if you smell cucumbers in your garage, leave immediately. And they got this from the smell of cucumbers can be a very bad thing. Venomous snakes can smell like vegetables. None of this I knew. I read this all in the article, heard it for the first time there. So now it's getting colder. Animals find their way into the house. So they were talking about how bats will be in your attic and snakes and mice and things like that will work into the garage and eventually into the house. And that's what really prompted this article to come up. So Illinois DNR says there are four native venomous snakes in Illinois, the copperhead, the cottonmouth, the timber rattlesnake, and uh, this one I'm going to butcher a little bit, the Massas Agua. So there's a town in Canada I've been to, Mrs. Agua, it reminds me of, but Massas Agua. So rattlesnakes and copperheads smell like cucumbers. Uh, Now, granted, we don't have native rattlesnakes in Illinois, but they're saying that they are in Iowa. So very possibly they can be in Illinois. So I guess if they just cross the bridge over to Mississippi, bam, they're here, you know. So it can still be smelled out in the wild. Um, so they're saying if you're on, if you're walking on some sort of path, you know, you go off the path a little bit and you smell cucumbers. And remember, the smell of cucumbers can mean venomous snakes very close to you. So get away. They say they're very fast acting uh, or fast snapping. I forget how they worded it in the article snakes so don't try and do anything yourself leave it to professionals and all that stuff so if you hear any gunshots in my house there was one in a, in a garage no, i'm kidding i'm kidding but um so moving on to wisconsin from npr.org and this one i found very interesting we actually covered this well i'll get into that in a second so npr.org a second ancient canoe found in wisconsin dating back to 1000 bc so Tamara Thompson was giving a scuba lesson in Lake Mendota, and I believe Lake Mendota is over by uh, Madison, when she noticed uh, a canoe at the bottom, like a piece of wood sticking up at the bottom. And being a maritime archaeologist, she knew exactly what it was. So she swam down there and like, looked at it and like, oh yeah, got all excited. So this is the second artifact boat that she found in the last year. So if you remember 2021 last year, we were, I actually did an article on this, and they found a canoe that was 1,200 years old in the bottom of Lake Mendota. So the historical, this, uh, she found this canoe back in May. They just didn't really come out with a whole lot till now, but the historical society did get the canoe up with the help of the Ho-Chunk nation. And, uh, they dated this canoe to be 3000 years old. Um, the canoe was 14 and a half feet long and carved from a single piece of white Oak. It's the oldest canoe found in the great lakes region by 1000 years. Both boats were discovered by Thompson will be preserved uh, more canoes, so they're actually going to launch a new thing out there. We're combined with the Historical Society and the Ho-Chunk Nation, and they're actually going to start scanning the bottom of these lakes because they found two so close together that there's got to be more. So they want to see what else they can find. So they're actually going to be launching this uh, 
this whole program to go down and find them. And then uh, this one's from Michigan, fox32.com. Now, actually, my mom sent me this article, so I told her I will report on it. So fox32.com, the the, uh, title is Rare White Black Bear Caught on Michigan Trail Camera. So they found this white black bear rummaging through uh, bear bait that a hunter sent out. Uh, The DNR has not actually confirmed that this is real. So when you're reading that or when you're hearing us, uh, I put all the newspaper articles, all these paper, all these articles in the description of the podcast. So you can go in there and actually click the Michigan one and see for yourself that it is a white bear. The bear is is not albino or a polar bear. It is just a one in a million chance that in the genetics that it can turn out white. Bear is guessed to be about two years old. Uh, it was spotted in the western UP with the UP's got a huge number of bears. I think it's set up to like 10,000 some uh, black bears in it. So it's still a black bear. It's not anything but a black bear. It's just the way the genetics worked out. When you see uh, white black bears like this, white bears, it almost always comes from western Canada. From uh, It's a subspecies called the Kermode, Kermode something like that, K-E-R-M-O-D-E on a collection of islands. There's so a little collection of islands on the western part of Canada that these bears, there's a 10 to, 10 to 20% of the bears on this side of the island are actually white in color, just like this one we found in Michigan. So that's it. There you go, Mom. I did it for you. Uh, love that article. Love the pictures. And it is just a little white bear rolling around in uh, Michigan. It's pretty cool. Moving on to Indiana, indianastar.com. The spongy moth is devastating forests across the U.S. and coming to Indiana. So I've never heard of this. And with our whole um, invasive species and all that, I thought this was an interesting one to report on. So spongy moths have natural resource experts shaking in their boots. That came from the article, not me. Uh, Previously called the gypsy moth. Still never heard of it. So that one's still new to me. They're not native to the U.S. They were brought here in 1869 from Europe and released in Massachusetts. And ever since then, they've been making their way west. Nine counties, they actually called it in quarantine. I don't understand what they meant by that, but nine counties in Indiana are under quarantine with Lake and Whitley added to the list, being added to the list, I should say. These moths are called the most serious forest defoliator in the U.S., according to the Purdue University people. They defoliated 9 million acres last year, 1 million of which was in Michigan. The caterpillar stage eats 500 different species of trees and shrubs. Direct spray, so if like they, they have a spray idea for each tree. So if you know you have a problem with a tree, there's a there's an actual spray just for the one tree. But they're like, uh, they were talking about huge uh, devastating areas that they have an aerial spray. I'm guessing helicopter, airplane, kind of like a crop duster flies over and sprays this on to take care of entire forests. August is mating month and they lay eggs before they die. The caterpillar stages last uh, seven weeks before going into the cocoon and emerging in July. So this article, actually, I kind of, I just kind of summed it up. It's an invasive species coming that destroys forests. The article was absolutely huge. And once again, it'll be in the description if you want to see it, bring you right to this IndieStar.com article. I just didn't want to go through and bore you too much. But yeah, so the spongy moth is going to be a huge defoliator in all the forests uh, across, like, uh, I'd say like the northern part of the U.S., so that is it for the news. Um, coming tomorrow, you're going to hear about a boat, a new boat. And I'm not talking with Pat uh, again tomorrow, but he's got some news for you coming up. I, I actually know what you're probably not going to hear that this week. I probably shouldn't have even said that much, but next week you will. Yeah, so uh, Bushlight Billy, I think he's talking about chili this week. And yeah, we'll sort all this out and you'll hear, the re- you'll hear more later on this week. And thanks for tuning in for the news. And 
make sure you uh, tune in for each and every day because obviously we have a topic each and every day. And uh, Monica's coming back for Storytime Friday, and we'll have that all edited and ready to go. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and enjoy the rest of your week.